Welcome to the TechMap Podcast, where technology meets marketing, advertising, and PR. In this week's episode, we're talking to Richard Young from Bullhorn CRM. Richard really is a master of CRM. He's been in this space for about 20-odd years, and I don't know anybody who knows more about CRM than Richard. So I was really pleased when he agreed to come on the show and uh, tell us a bit about how the CRM world has changed talk about defining processes and sales and the changing nature of the buying journey and all that good stuff around how to make a CRM installation work well. So I hope you enjoy the show. If you want to find out more, Richard's speaking at our event in London on the 15th of September. So you could join him uh, and quiz him in person then too. Let's get on with the show. Richard, good morning. Welcome to the Tech Map podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? Good morning, Andy. I'm Richard Young. I work for a company called Bullhorn International. Uh, we're a $100 million company, and I'm the director of CRM sales there for Europe. Uh, I've been in CRM for 20 plus years, so I do have the gray hairs to prove it, etc. And uh, it's great to be on. Well, Richard, I think I've known you for about probably four or five years, something along those lines. And I first met you when you were responsible for for growing Nimble CRM into, into Europe. And I've kind of followed you around since then, largely because I think I don't know anybody else that knows anything more about CRM than you. And I think you are, you know, really are an expert in the space. So I'm really pleased that you have um, agreed to join the show today, but also to speak at our tech map meetup which is happening in september all about crm and the promises of marketing automation so what i'd love to do today is to just to get your take on you know crm and and where we've got to now of course is that crm is really empowering us as marketeers to build better relationships with our customers and prospective customers so how important is that human interaction these days in the sales process because we hear a lot of talk about um, the sales process has changed a lot with CRM and, uh, and marketing automation, all that good stuff. Yeah, um, it's interesting what you said there because it's the whole marketing automation and, and enabling you to have better relationships. My question would be, does it? At the moment, what we're seeing in the marketing world is the whole inbound content marketing strategy, which is fantastic and it does work well particularly when you're trying to drive traffic towards yourself and you're trying to get people to come towards you. So it's it's really important to have that inbound content strategy. The problem becomes that we now over-digitize it. So it's all automated effectively through marketing automation. So what you're looking at there is you've got, whether it's on social, so tweets always going out automatically, et cetera, or it's with your inbound content, producing blog after blog after blog, is that actually we're putting stuff out there and waiting for people to look at it without necessarily engaging with them very well. And that's a huge mistake in my book, because actually what we're doing there is we're resorting back to spam. We're just using new technology. You know, it's the same as email spam. It's the same as uh, standard advertising, where if you're just sat there and shouting at people rather than engaging with people, you're not building a relationship. So is it spam or is it just noise? Because obviously there's a huge volume of content being produced by 
marketeers all over the world and, it, and there's such a volume of of content produced it, it, we can't possibly consume all of that can we no we can't and the reality is that uh, you it's got to be timely and it's got to be in context for what you want so there's certainly room to have the content there and for everybody to produce good quality content but the fact you've got it on your website doesn't actually do anything by itself and one of the problems we have with the sales process and that marketing connection is there is a complete there is a complete disconnect between sales and marketing and this comes from the fact that quite often the KPIs on the marketing side aren't in my book very well aligned to what the organization needs to do so typically you're going to turn around and say I want to have more people coming to my website yeah fantastic yes you do want that but that's not the end result you're after. The end result is you're looking to establish a human-to-human -human interaction. So they go to your website and say, you know what? These people sound fantastic. They sound like people I want to do business with. They understand the issues I've got. I'm going to give them a call so that I can talk to a person who's going to turn around and help me with my issues. And that's about helping people, building trust, and dare I say, being a thought leader. But it's not when we talk about thought leadership, it really gets messy. So I tend to concentrate on helping people and building trust. And thought leadership will naturally come as a result. That tends to be a, a product of what you're doing already rather than something you're setting out to do. So good old fashioned sales really is helping people and guiding them towards making a purchase, I suppose. So it is then CRM, is that really the glue between sales and marketing in terms of making sure that when you're dealing with contacts, let's say it's prospective contacts or leads, from a marketing point of view, they're being managed and handed across to sales at the right moment, at the right time of the sales cycle? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. It's okay to disagree. <laughs> So CRM is never going to fix your company. And this is part of the problem we have with CRM today is people buy it because they're sold it on the fact that it's going to revolutionize their sales and marketing process. But you know what? This is a piece of technology which enables your people to do their jobs more effective and more efficiently if it's done right. Ultimately, it comes down to if we think about the content piece, if we're looking at content coming in to your blog or your website, if the call to action is to read another blog post, that does nothing for your sales process or helping you to grow your company. It will grow your blog. If that's your goal, fantastic. But if you want somebody to pick up the phone and call you and say, hi, I'd like to buy something from you, or more likely, could you help me with my problem? Then the call to actions on that blog need to be more along the lines of, talk to me, let a human help you with your problem, rather than keep reading. With my marketing hat on there, I can see both perspectives. I'm, I'm thinking that if my call to action is leading people around through my content, and that's linked to my CRM or my automation platform, I can start to score those people based on the value I think they're gaining from seeing my content and what I think that means in terms of their likely level of warmth, shall we say, in terms of sales. So that I'm kind of looking at that from both perspectives there. Yeah, and this is where the serious decisions uh, statistic of 57%, and it's often quoted as 57 to 80-odd percent, of buyer journey is completed outside of the sales process 
I don't buy into that, to be quite frank. I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that is great for marketing, but isn't necessarily great for your business. If somebody goes through your website and they read multiple items about a particular problem, that doesn't mean to say that they're going to buy your solution. It means that they are interested in that problem. I, for example, often read about the Internet of Things and go through all that technology stuff and look at it on lots of different websites. I have zero interest in buying anything to do with it. I just find the topic interesting and I'm keeping an eye on it as a trend. Okay. But I would score highly on any sort of lead scoring predictive lead analysis system. You you would, absolutely. So I guess at that point then it needs, you would need to enter into the sales process for qualification um, to make sure that your lead score is actually relevant yeah, and or, or, or accurate. I think you need to give the, the, the prospect or the person who's reading your blog, the reader, the the right information in the right place. See, so, you know, you don't say you must call a person now to get to the next step because that's a blocker. What you need to do is turn around and give them the option. You know, always have it there. You know, we're just at the end of the telephone. Just give us a call. You know what? There is no substitute for talking to an expert, talking to an actual person on the end of the telephone who can say, oh, okay, I understand you think this is your problem, but let me reframe some of your questions for you and ask you this and get you thinking along the right lines. And that's why the 57% doesn't necessarily work. It's because you're relying on the customer to self-diagnose what their problems are. Right. You imagine going to the doctor and saying, right, I've got a headache, so therefore I need X. <laughs> and actually, you know what? It's so it's very, very easy these days to self-diagnose if you are so inclined. Go to the doctor and say, I think I've got this. Can you give me some medication? And actually, you're probably miles away from the truth. So that that's interesting. So let's, let's, let's talk about um, CRM and how to make a CRM installation work because there's lots of statistics flying around that say very many times when somebody defines and buys a CRM platform that actually fails for, for, for numerous reasons. Um, so what do you think it is that leads to CRM's projects not working? Yeah, the, the statistics in, in the CRM industry are actually pretty scary. 70% of uh, CRM installations fail or don't achieve their, their goals or return on investment, etc., um, <laughs> which is absolutely horrendous. And the industry needs to do something about it. Uh, there are multiple reasons why this comes about. The first thing is, if you're saying it's not, it's a failure because it hasn't met its goals, quite often we find there are no hard and fast rules or goals applied to a system to be able to judge whether it's successful or not. And then you've got to say, are those goals realistic? So, for example, uh, I believe Salesforce have published their, their statistics that say 16% of all implementations uh, that have Salesforce, their sales team have an increase in revenue. That means a shocking 84% do. And that's actually borne out by CSR Insights, who actually turn around and say, across all the CRM systems, 84% of them don't have an increase in sales as a result of implementing a CRM system. Well, that's quite shocking, isn't it, when you think that's one of the main reasons for using CRM? It is, but this is because if you turn around and buy enabling technology, which is what CRM is, it's just going to enable your current processes and practices. 
it will try to highlight some things to you and it might make you a little bit more efficient. But ultimately, if your process is flawed, it's not going to make it any more efficient or it's not going to make it work any better for you. So let's have, if we're talking about, for example, the sales and marketing alignment issues where you've got that disconnect, you know, if marketing are still producing the same leads for you, if we assume it's a traditional environment where marketing can produce leads and then throw them over the fence to sales, your rate of going from a marketing qualified lead to, to a sales qualified lead is still going to be poor. A CRM system isn't going to make that any better. No, it'll enable you to report it, I suppose, but won't enable you to, to improve the process and generate better quality leads. Exactly. So the misconception with CRM there would be, it's going to help me have better leads. No, it's not. In the same in the sales process, it's going to help me have a better sales process. Well, indirectly, yes, it will help you get to that. But in and of itself, no, that's not true. That's not what it does. And part of the issue is the CRM salespeople turn around and sell it like that. And part of the is the fact that the uh, the implementers and the owners of the CRM systems, so the customers, expect it to do that. They think it's going to be a magic bullet to fix their in-house issues. So the starting point then is, well, what are what are we trying to achieve? What are the goals and objectives to this project? And then once you know how you're going to measure whether it's been successful then move on to looking at what are the processes we have in place that we need to to fix to improve to rework to enable crm to actually provide the benefits and reach the objectives i'm looking for yeah so if you're doing any project regardless of what your what it's about whether it's technology based whether it's building a house or a garden shed the first thing you've got to work out is right what are we trying to achieve here and how do we go from a to b to c to d what are the steps that we're going to work out? So you have to have that plan. Sorry, it's just good old-fashioned project management planning to make sure that you understand what you need to buy. You need to make that criteria list so that you actually understand what you are buying. You can't mm. just turn around and buy the latest shiny thing because it may not do what you're after. And there are hundreds of CRM systems out there, and there is no best CRM. It depends on what you want to do. Okay, so what are the typical kind of goals you might be looking to achieve in a successful, or if you're with a, uh, installing successfully a CRM platform? Right, so if we turn around and think about what we need to achieve, let's say we're a marketing organization like yourself, where you're looking to purchase a CRM system and it's for account management and it's for new business development account management because of course you want to keep hold of your customers because customer churn costs you a lot of money and all the statistics from forbes group etc and mckinsey showed that if you can increase your customer retention it massively increases your profits so that's the core goal and the secondary one is actually we'd like to understand our new business process so we can try and get more customers coming in as well with the ultimate goal of we're growing our company so that sounds good. <laughs> that's that's a target. That's your goal. So how are we going to achieve this? So first of all, I'm going to say, right, well, where do you work? Well, at okay. the moment, I'm working from home because of the tube strike, but normally I'm in central London. We also have a Brighton office where our support center is. Because we're a global organization, we've also got people in Belgium, we've got them in Australia, we've got them in multiple offices in the US. So for myself, I would turn around and say, I want a true cloud solution. True Cloud means that basically it's a web-based, there's no installation to go onto my local Windows PC or Apple Mac. So that means I can work from any location. If that's something that you need, 
then it's a cloud solution you're after. Okay. Yep. Uh, next thing, we work in different ways and we work on different devices. So in the modern day, and I think in the UK now, the smartphone and tablet usage has now surpassed desktop PCs or Macs usage. You need something which is going to run on that environment. So there are a lot of CRM systems which actually don't turn around and run on an iPhone, uh, an Android. And Windows is reasonable, reasonably uh, important, but not hugely. So you want to look at what your people in your organization use in terms of their phones and say, right, we need one which has got to be able to get access to to or via our iPhones and our Androids and we need to be updating things within it from that and the use case when you're on a mobile phone is different from when you're using a big screen big screen you can do lots of things when you're on a smaller screen you need to think about the use case so for most people it's I need to look up somebody's details mm. I need to I'm in a, I'm in the meeting room waiting for them to come in so I want to look and quickly scan through my previous notes as you come out, you might say, you know what, I'm going to update my notes now as I've had that meeting so everything's fresh in my mind. Got you. Okay, so I guess a, a lean, agile mobile app will enable you to quite quickly you know, get those snapshots or to make simple edits, but you haven't got to see, for example, your full pipeline or, or your full contact database or whatever that might be um, in your mobile app. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's useful, but again, it comes down to use case, how you mm. actually can use this, and people okay. use it in different ways, but most of the time, for mobile devices, uh, it's a relatively small screen, so you don't want, you know, a spreadsheet's worth of data on screen at once, because it'll be, the writing's so tiny, nobody can read it. <laughs> so there's yeah, no abso absolutely. So we've defined, our, we've defined our goals, and so it's to reduce churn in our existing customer base, and it's to increase sales. We realize that we we have multiple premises, so we need a cloud-based solution. And because we work quite a lot in the field, we need a mobile access to that CRM. So what's the next thing we need to think about? So the next thing is going to be about the processes you're going to put into it and the budgets you've got that you can assign. Now, budget's always a killer word. Um, from the sales perspective, we're always taught to, to look for the budget and work out how much it is. The reality is, Budget is directly derived from value. So if people see a lot of value in a solution, then they'll pay more. Even if they've got a figure in mind, if they can see the value, they'll pay more for it. So, But having an idea about how much you want to spend is a good thing to begin with. Because, for example, with CRM, there's a lot of things you can turn around and do yourself. So everybody's got Excel spreadsheets. You can clean that yourself. If you get an intern in to clean your spreadsheets and your data before you give it to a CRM person, that's going to save you money. And not only is it going to save you money, it's going to turn around and hopefully you can get it cleaned up with and filled out with additional information. You know, it's summer at the moment. Get a couple of interns in. <laughs> it's funny you mention Excel there because in, in the industry that I'm in, which is marketing services, marketing agency land, um, Excel is the kind of de facto fallback. Everything is recorded in Excel from all of obviously your revenue and all that good stuff and your fees and all when that's all recognized but importantly what your new business pipeline looks like is typically recorded within excel rather than using a crm um so there's there's obviously huge opportunities for gain there isn't it because excel is quite a flat um and dynamic tools 
in contrast to a CRM, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm talking to, uh, I was talking to a company yesterday, and I'm uh, demonstrating to them later on today, and they've got the issue of they've got six people in the office all updating the same spreadsheet to understand what's going on with their customers. <laughs> and they, it's, it's that old thing. One of them will have to shout across the room, who's in the spreadsheet? Can you come out, please, because I need to update it. And the problem then becomes that actually one of the directors occasionally works from home, so they use uh, a remote connection to get in, and they can't tell who's in, so they have to call the office and say, can you shout out and ask if anybody's in X spreadsheet, because I need to update it. And what you end up then is uh, data loss. You know, Sometimes you can't enter the data straight away, so you forget to do it. And that's a really common one. Or, of course, you've got two people in the spreadsheet at the same time, and you both update it. And it's like, oops, <laughs> I've just overwritten your data. I've been there and seen that many times. <laughs> and I guess the other challenge with Excel is it's not very visual it's not very easy to necessarily pick things up quickly as to what's happening in terms of the value of your pipeline yeah um, and it, well if you're looking at pipeline management it gets even worse because what it's not going to do is highlight problems or insight driven stuff which is what we like to talk about in the crm industry so if you're looking for example if you're looking at our solution then it's going to tell you velocity so how long it takes for everything to happen it'll tell you win rates so how many of these types of deals do you win etc so then you can really look at it and say you know what this person keeps referring business to us but it never closes or hardly ever let's just have a talk with them and say look thank you very much but <laughs> we do a lot of chasing around and it never quite comes off so thank you but no thank you so you thanks but no thanks yeah that's interesting and you, you wouldn't necessarily easily get that insight by looking at an excel spreadsheet no you wouldn't and that's that's one of the key things there and if you're looking at the velocity and win rates you can see it per things like per sales stage as well so as it's moving down your pipe as we describe it you know you can see where stuff's dropping out where stuff hasn't been contacted so people have failed to get back to the prospect which is a killer mm, yeah absolutely and, and are you seeing similar challenges in other services sectors? So what you're seeing with marketing agencies, are you seeing the same thing, for example, with management consultancies or um, accountants, for sake of argument? Yeah, it's a, it's a common it's a common trend, um, e even in sales orientated organisations. The the intelligence that they tend to have around their sales process, even if they have a formal one tends to be weak and they don't understand what's going on and you can't make best practice unless you've got the data to support what you're trying to make a best practice because how do you know it's best practice mm. otherwise no, you no, absolutely i have to say since we started to use um or nimble as it was and now we're moving on to a new one we've had much more intelligence into our own or insight into our own pipeline and how we're generating new business and it's really really interesting and you know from experience and working in this space I know that that's not something that uh, everybody has um, which I think is a real advantage for us uh, so I thank you for that for po pointing us in the right direction all those years ago. Oh you're welcome and if you, if you think about that again what, you, what you'll find is for example I know a lot of marketing agencies tend to use overly use email so if we go back to that original concept of the importance of human interaction in the sales process and I tend to lump marketing and sales together is we're over digitizing and not calling people enough so you have to turn around and establish that relationship which is generally done through face-to-face -face mm. contact 
So are there a, are there a common set of sales processes that, that um, people need to think about? Are there typically the same steps across industries or does it vary massively depending on your sales cycle and what you're selling? You know, the, the honest answer to that is actually it really doesn't matter. What matters is that everybody in the organization understands the terminology you're using. So when we say qualification, we mean this, and these are the things that we're going to ask, and this is what a good customer looks like. So you've got to buy a persona there. So you, you, for example, I know you work a lot in the tech industry. So it would be they need to be in the tech industry. They need to have x amount of turnover to make it worth our while because then we know that they've got the budget to be able to support multiple campaigns and put us on a retainer etc and then when you get deals coming in which are outside of that they're interesting they're good but they don't get as so much of a priority so it's about understanding what you're trying to achieve at each of these different stages so i could give you a list of different steps but it doesn't matter that's they're just names on a board Got type you. thing. So better to just understand your own sales process, your own qualification criteria, and the stages you go through in terms of maybe inquiry to 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 lead to proposal to to negotiation and close, for example. That might be dis- distinct in relation to your business. Better to actually map that out for yourself. Yeah, exactly. So you so we talked there. So you got some sort of qualification at the prospecting stage, um, you wouldn't jump straight to proposal. In the middle, you're going to have some sort of value proposition. Because if you jump straight to proposal, of course, it's then going to be very much based upon uh, price because you haven't shown why you're different or why you're better. So if you think about the agency pitch process, the idea is there that you can go in and you can say why you're better than other people. And then they get the proposals. And it's that important stage as to why you're better that enables you to price effectively rather than the cheapest price point, as you suggested. Otherwise, it's a race to the bottom. Exactly. So, for example, in management consultancy, one of the good techniques there is to turn around and go, rather than saying, we're fantastic, we're a global organization, we've got millions and hundreds of millions of dollars worth of revenue or billions, you know, you could turn around and say, okay, so... I'm going to use my 60-minute presentation to say, this is me, this is my organization, fantastic. But what I want to understand is what your process is, what your problem is, so that I can turn around and work with you. And that's almost a taster of the process they would go through if they Mm. hire you. And it's a proof of concept in the pitch process, Mm. effectively. So having saying, you know, I've worked with Coca-Cola before, fantastic, you know, if I look around marketing agencies, it seems to me that lots of people have worked with the big organisations previously. <laughs> Absolutely, and it's it's funny if what I look in our creds pack and what we send out with pitches, there's big brands in there like Oracle and Google, for example, but they appear in pretty much every other agency's creds pack as well because they hire multiple agencies all of the time. So everyone has them on their CV, really, and it's it's more about proving what did you deliver, what was the the return that they got from your um, from your agency service, I suppose. So I wouldn't say get rid of that, but I would turn around and say to the customer who's seeing this logo everywhere, what mm. makes you different? Interesting. So we've kind of we've we've kind of meandered around a bit today talking about sales process. We've talked about CRM and human interaction. We've talked about automation and and all sorts of stuff. Um, I guess if you were 
if if you were to close up and say, look, if you really want to be successful using CRM, these are the top three things you should think about. What would you say those top three things would be? Yeah, it's, and it's interesting because actually the top three things haven't changed in years. Top top thing number one is understand what you're trying to achieve. Have the goals written down about what you're trying to do. Next would be what processes are going to be affected and what people and how do they work. What what really is the impact of the CRM solution you're going to have? Because then you can look at those and you can use this as an opportunity to refine those processes. Or you can even just turn around and say, we know this process isn't quite right. What we'd like to do is get the CRM system to help mm. us understand what's where it's weak. You know, you might turn around and say, account management, we're fantastic with new business we need help with. Uh, we get a lot of new leads in, but we don't seem to get that much business as a result. Where does that fall down? Well, you just described our agency, Richard, so that's really, really useful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a feeling that we could carry on talking for an awful long, uh, long more time just to just to scratch the surface on your expertise in CRM. But I, I know that uh, we really ought to draw it to a close and we'll pick this up when, when you speak at the TechMap event in London on the 15th of September. Um, in the interest of being human to human, I will buy everybody a beer whilst we're there. Well, that is extremely generous. I will certainly be uh, having one of those beers then. In the meantime, if people are itching to find out more about um, to you, where should they find you online? Because I know you have a really good blog, don't you? Yes. Uh, my blog is salespipeline.co.uk. So you can always go there. There's some bits and pieces up there, which is fantastic. You can catch me on Twitter as well. I use and interact on Twitter quite a lot, which is at Richard underscore Y. Uh, and you can also email me, of course. Uh, email addresses r.young at bullhorn.com. Brilliant. Richard, thanks so much. And I look forward to seeing you on the 15th. Fantastic. I'll see you then, Andy. Great stuff. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, if you'd like to find out more, as I said at the start, uh, Richard Young is speaking at our TechMap event in London on the 15th of September. So come along and you'll be able to quiz him in person. You can also check out his uh, blog there he mentioned in the show, or you can find out more about us at TechMap at thisistechmap.com. Thanks very much.